Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is August 27th, 2018. Like most people, I have my minor obsessions, and one of them is a never-ending quest to run faster. A few weeks ago, I saw a story about some running shoes that would let you run 4% faster, or rather, use 4% less energy when running, which amounts to roughly the same thing. I had to get a pair. After a bit of internet searching, they arrived in an orange box, and to my joy, they seemed to work. Wearing my magic shoes, I ran a 5k race in Dublin in my quickest time in years. When I got back home, I looked at my running log and yes, the fastest time in almost three years. But then as my eye wandered down the page, the more sober reality hit home. Going back a decade or two, even without the magic shoes, I was faster. The cruel truth is that the older you get, the slower you run. Indeed, according to calculations by a well-known economist, Ray C. Fair, at my age, every extra year adds about five seconds to your mile pace. What's true for running is also true for economic expansions. Generally, the economy will grow more slowly in an old expansion, and while this pattern can get interrupted temporarily, it will re-establish itself. For most of this expansion, the US economy grew by a little over 2% per year. This pattern was interrupted in the second quarter, largely due to a lift from tax reform, with real GDP surging to 4.1% annualized growth. However, this acceleration is very likely to be temporary. On a year-over-year basis, growth should subside to a 2% trend by the second half of next year. Moreover, on a quarter-to-quarter basis, it now looks possible that growth could slide to roughly 2% annualized as early as this quarter, before picking up a little bit next quarter. This early reminder of the economy's long-term limitations could have some important investment implications. But why the slide in the current quarter? The problem is, in the most cyclical sectors of the US economy, which are autos, home building, inventories, and business fixed investment. Together, these four sectors, which we show on page 21 of our Guide to the Markets, have accounted for less than 20% of real GDP over the past 50 years, but have contributed two-thirds of the variance in GDP growth. And they are all showing signs of aging. First, on autos, industry reports on sales in August due out this week should help tighten these forecasts for the third quarter. However, the numbers in July were the weakest of the year. Moreover, slow growth in the working age population and continued improvements in vehicle longevity suggest that auto sales are more likely to drift sideways or down, rather than up, for the rest of this expansion. Housing numbers have also been weak recently, with third quarter housing starts and home sales both likely to fall from their second quarter levels. Still tight credit in general, the particular problems of young families with high student debt, negative demographics, rising mortgage rates and a lack of construction workers are all taking a toll on housing. And while the industry is in much better shape than a few years ago, home building like autos will likely have little to contribute to the expansion going forward. Inventories fell sharply in the second quarter, and this alone should allow inventories to contribute to the third quarter growth. Advanced numbers in July retail and wholesale inventories due out on Tuesday should show more strength. Conversely, though, revised numbers on second quarter GDP due to be released on Wednesday could show less of a second quarter inventory drawdown that could, in turn, diminish the third quarter's bounce. However, it is in business-fixed investment that the lack of late-cycle growth is perhaps most apparent. Data in this area is always spotty, but an early read of the tea leaves for the third quarter is not good. 
Friday's durable goods report showed non-defense capital goods shipments falling sharply in July. Although the weakness was concentrated in aircraft, investment spending on equipment in general does not appear to have responded much to either super-strong profit growth or the incentives contained in last year's tax act. Similarly, investment spending on structures is looking weak, with a sharp fall in non-residential building activity in June and some slowing the energy sector boom evident in the July employment report. Outside of the most cyclical sectors of the economy, the picture is looking mixed, with some strength in consumer spending outside of autos being offset by weakness in trade and government spending. Overall, then, an early read on the third quarter GDP suggests annualized growth of the quor- for the quarter of about 2%, cutting the year-over-year growth rate from 2.8% in Q2 to 2.6% in Q3. For financial markets, this moderation in growth could be important. First, while the Fed will likely continue to raise short-term rates over the next few quarters, it increases the odds that they will stop hiking next summer once the federal funds rate has reached their long-run target of 25 to 3%. Second, slower U.S. growth and less fear of Fed tightening could cause an earlier and lower peak in long-term interest rates with the 10-year yield not rising much above 3.25% by next spring. Third, slower growth will worsen the budget outlook, reducing the possibility of further tax cuts and increasing the risk that the government will try to find some way to increase revenues in the years ahead, potentially at the expense of corporations and wealthier households. And fourth, slower growth and a lower peak in U.S. interest rates could allow the dollar to fall, increasing U.S. competitiveness in the long run, but also boosting the return on international investments in the short run. It must be emphasized that a return to 2% growth is no disaster for the U.S. economy. This is an old expansion and sustained faster growth at this point would likely cause overheating and asset bubbles, increasing the risk of a sharper slowdown later. What is important, however, is that investors are realistic about the prospects for U.S. and global growth and invest accordingly. Hopefully, in many races going forward, I will happily lollop forward in my magic shoes, even as younger legs, shot in less exotic footwear, surge past me. Similarly, provided the U.S. economy continues to expand, investors should feel reasonably comfortable about their domestic equity and fixed income investments. But for better returns in the long run, they should consider the younger economies and younger expansions overseas. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.